This edition of the EdSurge On Air podcast is brought to you by the EdSurge Fusion Conference, an invitation-only event for school and district leaders. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Ed Surge On Air podcast. I'm your co-host, Mary Jo Matta. Ideological and political conflicts exist across the world and often appear oversimplified and binary. Conservative versus liberal, left versus right, the 99 versus the 1%. Chances are you've heard of at least one of these. Yet, the reality is often much more complicated And for children born in the wake of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in the Middle East, growing up in that world of ideological tension has been a way of life. While Middle Eastern entrepreneurs have tried to encourage peace and conversation between Israel and Palestine through binational work, many organizations struggle to recruit from either country. However, one of these programs, called Middle East Entrepreneurs of Tomorrow, or MEET, has used an education-first approach since 2004 to invest in bright, young students. With programming support from MIT faculty and graduates, MEET brings together equal numbers of Israeli and Palestinian high school students each year to engage in coding and entrepreneurship training, and subsequently, cultivate cross-border relationships and collaboration. Now, last week, while I was on a trip to Israel, I had the fortune to come across Meet and meet some of the team. Upon returning to San Francisco, I connected with the team's U.S. Development Director, Itai Friedman, to hear more about teaching student entrepreneurship, what the growth plans are for Meet, and what American student-facing programs can learn from the ups and downs of his experiences. We'll get to that in a second, right after this. The EdSurge Fusion Conference is an invitation-only event for school and district leaders from around the country. They'll be coming together in the San Francisco Bay Area from November 1st to the 3rd to talk about personalized learning and school transformation. If this sounds interesting to you, please request an invitation or learn about sponsorship opportunities by going to the following bit.ly link, bit.ly slash edsurgefusion. That's one word. Again, bit.ly slash edsurgefusion. All right, listeners, welcome back. Now, in a moment, you're going to hear from me, Ty Friedman, an Israeli native and the current U.S. Development Director for MEET. He's been living in San Francisco for the past 15 years, but has been working and developing the program from afar. And he's got a lot of thoughts around where MEET came from, what the role of MIT is in the program, and what student entrepreneurship programs really need in order to succeed. Curious to learn more? You will right now. All right, so can you introduce yourself and tell us what your role is in the MEET program? My name is Itai Friedman, and I'm MEET's development director in the United States. Mm -hmm. My role is presenting MEET throughout the U.S., uh, raising awareness for the organization, and of course the funds that help make it happen. So then tell me, get into a little bit about what MEET actually is. Where did it come from? How did it form? So MEET is an excellence uh, education program. Uh, We recruit the brightest Israeli and Palestinian students to come and work together during their formative years. The students start the program at the age of 14 and finish at the age of 17. We specifically target this age group because this is the last moment in Israeli and Palestinian society where 
Both are on similar tracks. They're just high school students. And of course, these are their, also their formative years where they, where they form their values that are going to guide them as adults. Sure. Um, we provide them in, the, in education in the fields of technology and entrepreneurship. Uh, we do this because if you want to recruit bright kids to participate in a program today, if you come in and you say technology, entrepreneurship, MIT, then they raise their, ha their hands and they want to participate. But then, of course, once they, once they come in and they join the program, they, they get much more than that. They get contact with one another, and they also realize that there is value of binational work. And just to clarify something, this is not about right or left. It's about building bridges between people using the common language of technology and entrepreneurship and creating a foundation which we hope will assist in changing our reality in the region. Now, you mentioned MIT. So what's the role of MIT in the program? So the MEET program is half Israeli, half Palestinian, and this is true from the student body to the staff to the board of directors. The only component that isn't binational is our partnership with MIT, which provides the instructors. Uh, we will get instructors from MIT who are undergraduate and graduate students who volunteer their summers. They're not Israeli, they're not Palestinian, they're not Jewish, they're not Muslim. Sometimes they are, but that's not, that's not what they sign up. They're basically MIT students who want to share their passion for education mm -hmm. and use their talent and their skill set in order to have a positive impact in a place of the world. Mm -hmm. In fact, the, the reason the MEET program works is because of the other, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not Israelis, it's not Palestinians, it's MIT instructors. It's students from MIT who represent the other, and because of that pull power of somebody who is neutral, but somebody who also represents a top university in the world, mm -hmm. that's how we're able to recruit the brightest kids to come and participate in this program together. And the MIT students, are they physically coming to Jerusalem to work with the students in the program, or is it virtual? No, it's uh, every summer we recruit about 20 MIT instructors okay. to come and spend four weeks over the summer with our students uh, at our uh, hub in Jerusalem. Okay. Now, when I saw the director of the program talk a few days ago, he mentioned that there's a couple of different components to the program. I think he mentioned there's three core components of what the students are learning. Can you tell us a little bit about what those components are? So there are three components to the MEET program, coding, entrepreneurship, and deeper understanding. Students spend about 40% of their time studying entrepreneurship, 40% of their time coding, and 20% of their time deeper understanding. Deeper understanding is, the way, is our name for understanding the narrative from the other side um, and some leadership development component. The way that the program works is a lot of times students will join the program and they'll join because they hear MIT coding, entrepreneurship, and these are bright, ambitious kids. They just hear these things and they raise their hand. They say, I want to participate. Then they show up in the first year and they realize, oh wow, now I actually have to interact with Israelis. Or Israelis say, wow, I have to interact with Palestinians, people I've never met before. I've only heard about them in the news. Um, and what happens in year one, they just come in and they get completely immersed in the project-based learning that we do. And it's a lot of computer science, entrepreneurship, and the whole idea of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is really put to the side. And it's much more about creating that common base during the first year where the students 
say, you know what, computer science is hard. I like this instructor. This instructor is really challenging. I like pizza. You like pizza. And it creates this very strong common base. Mm. Once that common base is established in year two, we take our deeper understanding curriculum and we kind of up the ante. We have students talk about their family histories. We talk, have them talk about their interpretations of what happened in 1948, what happened in 1967, and what even happened today and yesterday in the news. Then, uh, at the, in the third year, we ask them to really take the, what they know about each other, uh, and even more importantly, the stereotypes that, they, that Israelis feel about Palestinians, Palestinians feel about Israelis, and we have the deeper understanding component leak into their final projects. Mm. What I mean by that is that when, a, when an Israeli will come and say about a Palestinian a stereotype that they, they've heard in the media, once you've already spent two years with somebody in the program, it's very hard to look him in the face and say, this is, this is a stereotype that I know for Palestinians about Israelis as well. Same, same thing. And that uncomfortable feeling that they get from a, trying to apply stereotypes that are between Israelis and Palestinians and one another, people that you spend two years in the program with, this is, this is the motivation that we want them to take to challenge the status quo. Mm. And then we ask them to create final projects in their third year that are going to tackle these stereotypes. So let me ask you this, because we have... We have entrepreneurship programs in the U.S. We have the Possible Project out of Boston, Heart of Man out of D.C. But the big difference I see with this program is obviously that you're bringing Israeli, Israeli and Palestinian students together. Now, I imagine that there's probably some ups and downs of that process. Like what have been both the best parts and maybe some of the more difficult parts of, of bringing those students together to learn about coding and entrepreneurship? So I think um, it's very easy to confuse meat for, as an, for an accelerator for young kids. Um, meat is not an accelerator. Uh, we use coding and entrepreneurship as a vehicle to bring the brightest kids to come and have a value-shifting experience together. Hmm. Um, a lot of times, uh, one of the challenges of the program is that when you're doing project-based education, especially in coding and entrepreneurship, it's very easy to get um, attached to the results of the project. Mm -hmm. um, and for us, when we're really thinking of MEET as a program, as a project, it's, uh, it's difficult to not uh, get attached to those student projects, but to really keep our eyes on the goal. And it's mm -hmm. very, for us, the goal isn't five years from now, it isn't 10 years from now, it's 20, 30, and 50 years down the line when these students become leaders in their own field of interest, whether it's through business, philanthropy, politics, whatever it is, mm. and when they start investing back in binational work. Mm. Um, so the challenge is, is that unlike other coding and entrepreneurship projects, our goal isn't something that we can uh, measure on the one year or two year mark. It's something that's really, it's a very long term investment in mm. the region as a whole. Now. Um I'm wondering, Meet has been around since what year, can you remind me? Uh, 2004. Okay, so it's got a good 13 years of existence. What would you say is the future of the program? What are, you, what are the goals for what this could become, or do you want to sort of keep it where it is right now? So we, every year Meet gets 1,000 applicants who want to participate in the program. Right. Um, you know, when you think about the region and the narrative that has taken hold, that there's nobody to talk to on the other side, mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's really important to remember that we get a thousand bright young kids, half Israeli, half Palestinians, half boys, half girls, who want to participate in the MEET program. You get equal amounts of female and male students applying for it. We get uh, very close to equal amounts. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very important to note that on when the MEET program by design is half boys, half girls, half Israelis, half Palestinians. We do this because we believe that diversity is a strength. Mm -hmm. um, we get a thousand applicants every year who want to participate and we can only admit 80. This year we had 84. It was mm -hmm. the largest incoming class to date. We have 200 active students in the program. Um, there's definitely room for growth. I mean, we, we get bright kids who want to participate and we're not letting them in because we don't have the capacity. We don't have the financial capacity and the resources to grow the program. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking at different options as far as uh, creating something that's not as intense as the summer program, which is a three-week long overnight boot camp. We're looking at perhaps creating a virtual hub in which uh, students can participate remotely. Um, but I think it's also important to remember that even if we're able to grow the, the program to include 500 students, the, the real impact isn't going to come from the MEET program itself. It's going to happen when the students themselves turn into their own as adults and start creating programs like MEET mm -hmm. in their own communities and societies. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the future of the program. I'm also wondering, you know, my last big question really comes down to what American programs, student-facing programs, can learn from me. Um, when we saw your team present in Jerusalem, uh, someone who was there with me afterwards said, you know, what if you got a program like this in America, but instead of Israeli and Palestinian students, you had rural students and urban students, or you had students that come from um, a Black Lives Matter family versus coming from more of a white nationalist family coming together to do these projects. What do you think American student-facing programs can learn from me? And what sorts of lessons would you want listeners to really take away from what you've seen? So one of the things that I, I find most impressive about the MEET program is the level of excellence paired with the fact that it's a project-based learning environment. Mm. And I think the biggest lesson that people can take away, especially when we're looking at current events and the issues that we're seeing in the United States, um, is that MEET was able to leverage um, the impact of an excellence program that is project-based with a value-shifting experience. And what I mean by that is when our students uh, come together and they work hard on binational projects and they accomplish something that they thought was going to be impossible for them to accomplish, they don't just feel proud of the fact that they finished this project, they also feel proud about the fact that they did it together. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a model that can be replicated and learned in other places as well. Excellent. Uh, small last thing, if anybody wants to find out more information about MEET, what should they do, where should they go? Um, the best way to contact us is through email. Mm -hmm. uh, we can be reached at info at meet.mit.edu. Um, in addition, we can, uh, all of our contact is on our website, which is www.mit.edu. And my job uh, is representing MEET in the United States. Of course. If there's an opportunity to come and speak to people and to share our knowledge and experience, or if anybody wants to learn more, please email us, and it's my job to reach out and, and come and meet you and talk to you.
Fabulous. Itai, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. This has been the EdSearch On Air podcast. This episode was produced and edited by me, Mary Jo Matta, and advertisements were read by Alice Meyerhoff. You can give us a grade on the quality of this podcast by rating us on iTunes or sending an email to us at feedback at edsearch.com. You can also subscribe on the iPhone podcast app, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again next week with more on the future of education. We'll see you then.